Simon and Schuster Audio Works presents Star Trek: The Next Generation. Ladies and gentlemen, the movies are back. The movies. The movies are back. They're Max. back. Like, uh, yeah. Like, when did they die? When did they go away? They're back now. Uh, at the beginning of 2020, after the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh yeah, and the, the pandemic started. The movies died because of the pandemic, but movies are back thanks to Baz Luhrmann mm-hmm. and his fantastic movie about Elvis Presley. And uh, as we know, Elvis Presley is a very big character in the Star Trek series, that's what we're talking about well, right now. No, 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 here's the thing, so you haven't seen the movie, but guess mm-hmm. what? There are two Star Trek moments in the movie. Are they? Okay. That's mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. What are they? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all... I guess spoilers? The movie, the movie opens. And uh, you know what? It's Elvis's life. <laughs> what are you going to spoil his yeah, life? Yeah, but, you know, you're spoiling bits in the, in, the, in, in the movie. Hey, guess what? Guy dies. Ooh. Anyway. On the toilet, on the shit, while eating a sandwich, right? Ha ha ha, funny. Up, but, uh, well. Ha ha. The, the film opens with uh, Elvis's abusive manager, the colonel. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he has a heart attack, and as he's being driven in an ambulance to the hospital through Las Vegas. Viva! Very prominently in the international hotel where Elvis was uh, trapped. Trapped for seven years before he died, oh, okay. basically. Okay, contractually trapped. Cool, that's amazing. Uh, he drives by there. It's 1997. You know what they're hosting there? Oh, is that first Trek Star Trek? Not the first one, but a Star Trek convention nice. is being hosted. They got a big in 1997. So you know, this is like this is like they got the big TNG uh, Enterprise, like. Prominently on the sign, there's a Star Trek transition. It, the guy is talking about like how you know Elvis was so huge and big and such a great star, and they have the fucking the ship goes into warp, and it shoots off of the sign, and then we're like we spiral around the sign and stuff, and it becomes a roulette table. But this is like this is like uh, you know TNG's finished at this point. We got the movies coming out. We're like mid DS nine, beginning of Voyager. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Second, uh, when they're filming Elvis's Christmas TV special, they're filming it at the at the uh, NBC, like not NBC, um, CBS or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, they're filming it on those the in their studios, of course. And lo and behold, prominently behind the characters in the like in the in the production booth or whatever. Yeah. Who 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 is on the walls? But posters of Kirk and 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 Spock. Yeah, and there's a poster of Uhura as well. Yeah, they don't draw attention to him, but they're there. Oh, okay, cool. So there you go, ties in. And Elvis uh, is Elvis like he doesn't ever comment on that. He's not like oh no, he doesn't ooh, talk ooh, about. I'm a big Star fan Trek. of you. Um, no, he loves uh, he loves comic books. Oh, okay. Elvis was a big comic book guy. So he, wrote, he loved he... Uh, Captain Marvel Junior. was his favorite. Well, Captain Marvel was his favorite superhero. He only likes the uh, he likes the com- Star Trek comics with the mirror universe. Right? Yeah, he only likes the, like me. I'm just like Elvis, pretty much. <laughs> You, know, you, you are you planning to die on the toilet too, from a heart attack? I'm getting, I'm getting close. Ooh. Let me tell you, I'm getting close. Um, he died so much younger than I really than I realized. You know. Yeah. What? What? what His, age was uh, he? he had like a, he had like a big peak early on. You know. Yeah. And then and then he kind of did all those movies, and everybody got sick of him. Aww. But then he made a comeback with he's that like TV Chris special. He's like Chris Pratt. He's like Chris. He's like he's like Chris Pratt. Yeah, he made a comeback. Everybody was into him again, and he was going to do an international tour. But then uh, you know the colonel, his manager, mm-hmm. in order to pay off his gambling debts, um, okay. tricked Elvis into doing a like a six week run at, at at the International Hotel Casino. Okay. And so then, he was, that's and then why he basically was stuck ruined there. his life. 
That's <laughs> yeah, right. that point basically completely ruined his life. So he like basically he was he had like that peak coming of him like going back into the spotlight and this he was gonna go idiot, on a, that's something like that the signed movie him made up clear. to be in a in a hotel for like six weeks and all of it died off. Is that what you're saying? That sort of thing. No, no, no. So he then basically like proceeded to gaslight him essentially. Oh, okay. So he he like so he did those six weeks and Elvis ended up going to the hospital because of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, uh, but, and then he convinced him like, oh, you know, you, uh, why don't you, instead of doing a big world tour, because Elvis had never left the country. Oh, that's a he, he lived his whole life in the U.S. and died in the U.S. The, the most beautiful country, um, so he didn't really need the most to beautiful anyway. country. Yeah, he kind of was the winner in the end. He didn't see all that other shit. Yeah. Um, What's the point? He convinced him to do a, a, a U.S. tour in the meantime, you okay. know? And then come back to the hotel next year, get more money, and then go on an international tour. Nice. But then it, he just kept, he kept rolling it, he kept being like, uh, he kept making people think that there were death death threats for Elvis. Are you serious? Like, so yeah, he, was, he like... was he was trying to make security a big issue. He kept trying to be like, look, there's security problems, and I could, you know, if you go on an international tour, I can't protect you as well. But... If if you do it all in here in the U.S., I can protect you because I got good. Little did we know, they found out the reason why was because the colonel wasn't a citizen anywhere and he couldn't leave the country. Wait, he wasn't a citizen? What do you mean? Like he wasn't? He, he was wasn't apparently like he wasn't registered. He, he had a, like, no passport. He had. He just appeared one day. Oh, he was probably like he a was KGB just some guy, agent, like a sleeper agent. Maybe he might have been some kind of agent because uh, at least the accent that Tom Hanks give him is, is gives him is fucked up. He's like, "Hello, I am Colonel, and I am a manager for Elvis." Is that what he's like? like? Bad boy, Elvis. I you don't know. I'm worried about the security on the tour, Elvis. In the boy. bayou. <laughs> That's the thing. At first, I thought it was like, "Oh, is he from like New Orleans or something?" But then at one point in the movie, he's like, oh, I'm from Huntington, West Virginia. It's oh. like, I don't know if that's the same accent. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. I don't know a lot about West Virginia. You know, people make but up I don't accents. Think that's correct. They can make a new accent. They can you get can a new just accent. make up an accent if you want to. Yeah, like um, uh, like you. Like, this isn't your real accent. Like, oh, the one no, that I sound use. completely different in real life, and I shan't be revealing it <laughs> to protect my identity. <laughs> yeah, but he's got so many voices being the resident voice guy. You guys will never know voice which voice is yeah. real. Maybe one day I'll just slip in for a bit, and, and you'll think it's a joke. But yeah. Real voice. Um, but all that to say, um, the movie taught me one important thing. Yeah. Do we need to take our podcast, Dead Ensigns, hello, welcome, Star Trek podcast, I'm Ben, this is Max. Yeah, run by both of us. Mm-hmm. At we the same need time. To get, we need to get a sleazy manager, oh. or no, we need to not get a sleazy manager, we need to do the opposite of Elvis, but still reap the benefits, because there was a lot of money to be made in Vegas, we need to become <laughs> the resident Vegas show. Every, do a do a show every night. Oh my god! Here's the thing. Here's the trick, though. If we just don't get addicted to amphetamines like Elvis <gasps> did, and we don't have a sleazy manager, that's gonna be tough. We'll be fine. It's not gonna be that it's hard. Be so you don't have tough. to eat them. Just don't eat them. They smell so nice. <laughs> they smell so good. <laughs> they smell so tasty and yummy. Mm, but I think we can resist. I think we can do that. Uh, yeah, sure. Like if you we we Vegas, get, we gotta get residents. We gotta get big enough to so that we actually get a residency in like some Vegas hotel, but mm-hmm. like not big enough that we like have better opportunities. Is that what you're saying? Like, well, no, we could get better opportunities. But the the idea is that like you know he was making because this is the thing. Yeah, uh, they made it very clear. Like the hotel will pay for everything for the show. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to pay a dime for this. You just have to perform, and we'll pay you, and mm-hmm. it can be your show. Yeah, we get that gig. What uh, What else do we need? We just don't need to ever do any amphetamines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't get fat and die of a heart attack. Oh, from the amphetamines. Oh, and don't have a sleazy manager. I've. What if? Wait. Actually, thinking about it, maybe we're sleazy managers now that Gromulek died. We did, kind of of kill, we did kind of kill Gromulek, yeah. I think 
I, I have think... it written down. So even though you said it wrong, I still have it. Oh, no, it's just my accent. It's just my accent. It's just it's just my accent. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry that that's just name. the way I say things sometimes. I'm sorry. I thought you forgot his name. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we did kind of get him killed. Um, yeah, you were supposed to take care of him apparently. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. After Elvis died, yeah. uh, his family sued the colonel. Um, because there was one point after the Vegas stuff when when Elvis found out, like, oh, he, the colonel is an illegal alien, and the reason why he's been fighting against me doing an international tour is because he literally can't leave the country. Yeah, he got really pissed off, and he was like, "All right, no, you know what? I'm completely cutting ties with you. I'm gonna go and do. Uh, I'm gonna go do my international tour. I'm gonna forget about. It. I'm gonna leave you in in the dust because you're a piece of shit, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay." <clears throat> What do you think the colonel does? He gives him more amphetamines. No, 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 no. He goes, okay, all right, you want cut ties? I'm going to send you a, a reimbursement bill for everything that, every dollar that my company has put into you for the last, like, you know, 16 years of okay. your performance. All of the all of the merchandise that we produced, all of the, uh, you know, gas money. All of the shows that were booked, all of that, and it was like you know, it was something like eight and a half million dollars or something. Yeah, they sent him a bill for. And obviously, they didn't have any money because they spend it all constantly. They didn't have any savings or anything. Yeah, absolutely. You don't, you don't save anything. That's just what we do. We make so much money out of this. We never, we don't save. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I have zero. I, until payday, I have zero dollars in my. I, there's account. a balloon outside my window. And zero pounds, up. because I don't, have, don't usually have any dollars. There's a balloon that just went up. Some kid, a balloon that went by your yeah, window? Yeah, he just must, some kid must let go, let go of it. And maybe it's that's an alien. Sad. Or maybe a child died, and that's his soul. Oh, shit. Remember, like, Heavy Rain? Yeah, yeah. The very symbolic moment when the kid gets hit by the car, and then the balloon goes up to heaven? Yeah. It's his soul. Yeah, that's... Yeah, wait, the balloon is the soul of the child. I can't, I can't. The balloon is the soul. The soul of the child and I smoke when, my when cigarettes. When the boy, he gets hit by the car. And the, the, the father drops his cigarette under the, the father, floor. He could not protect his boy. <laughs> and now he is a, how do you say, a dead beater. A dead beater. And he can't take care of his other child. Cannot, he's the negligent father. <laughs> Just like his wife, she left him. Just like Worf in the Star Trek series. Just, just like what happened to Worf. <laughs> anyway, that's my idea. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, that Las sounds Vegas like a presidency breaking the big bucks. We'll, we'll go live in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, live in the, the city that's going to probably become. Uh, like you inhospitable in like few years because the earth is gonna heat up so much that mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. amount of AC mm-hmm. is gonna save you. <laughs> hey, by that time we made our money. <laughs> then we, we can get, get out. out. We just would get out of there. We're like, all right. Oh, uh, everybody's boiling in the streets. You know what? I think I'm gonna go back. Home. I'm gonna go back to the UK, my country, think... home country, UK. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> And we're gonna, and then it the, the turns out that UK has flooded in the time. Oh, <laughs> well, inevitable. We'll just go to the highest location oh, in America. Like in. Uh, we'll go to Albuquerque. Like Although that. that will probably be really, really hot too. Like that. Uh, what was that disaster movie? 2000? 2012? 2012. 2012. 2012. 2012. Uh, when they, uh, they hit Mount Everest <laughs> at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, we're saved. Roland Emmerich had it good for a while, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he was, like, he pumping those movies out. Everybody loved them. And then something just turned and people stopped giving a shit about disaster movies. We should have watched Moonfall for this and say, oh, this Moonfall. is... Imagine if this was Star Trek and then we can talk about Let's it. Let's just pretend... <laughs> Maybe that's a bit we should start doing. We should just watch a sci-fi movie and then start talking about it and pretend we thought it was a Star Trek movie <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. This sounds like a good idea. What, did, I, what did we? What? What? what did, uh, I guess we. We both finished watching the boys. Imagine if that was like a planet that Picard and the crew. The landed boy, on. He went to the boys' planet. Yeah, the boys' planet. He went to the planet of the boys. Yeah, and they go there. Um, yeah, I think it might go a little something like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, Wait. 
Oi, Picard. Oi, oi, Picard. Yeah. Oi, 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 Picard. Oi. Take the tip V. Goal. <laughs> no, no. We can synthesize more Tim V on that starship. What sort of superpower? Now you're speaking my language, Baldy. <laughs> They're both British too, so you know. Yeah, it works. You'll become my new well, number one, Carl Urban. Well, well, I mean, Carl Urban is New Zealand. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's I from New no Zealand. Idea. He plays yeah, a. Yeah. He plays a. A, 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 a poor child from the UK in the... Yeah. In Is the, it really hard to be a poor child from the UK? You just need to crank up the misery factor in your, in your like, in your performance to, like, a hundred thousand. Yeah, give yourself, like, a very regional accent, too, and then yeah. you're, like... Something from the north, maybe. Yeah. Or, uh, or a bit more cockney. The mud huts in the north. <laughs> yeah, a child from the mud huts from the north. But yeah, mm-hmm. and what, what, what superpower would Picard get as a if he took Tempe from 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 mm. the boys? He would get. Uh, he would have a power where he can read minds and manipulate people's minds. Yeah, I think he can like delve into their minds. Yeah, and the, the, he turns off yeah, his legs. So. The Tempe breaks his legs. Yeah, and he yeah, has to he ride can't. around in a in a in a <laughs> uh-huh. floating. Ch- he does. He has to, he has to go around in a giant yellow chair. Mm-hmm. And then, but he's still Picard. And then Riker R- gets super strength. <laughs> Riker gets super strength. Is that what he gets? Riker gets super strength, and also he needs to fuck twenty four seven. Oh, he's like it heightens his his virility. Yeah, he's his like libido. it's like that. Uh, what was that movie? Crank. Crank. I never saw the Crank movies. Yeah, me neither. We should watch that at some point. <laughs> it's like that movie, Crank. But I, but I know that it. that's what happens in it, where he right, has right, to right. keep his adrenaline level up, or he will die. Right. I just isn't that he got like he has like electric powers, right? No, he's. I think he's literally just like a a dude. He's just like. A, I thought in Crank, at least Crank Two, I thought he he was supposed to have electrical powers. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the movies. I don't know like anything that. about these movies. How about we talk I about really Crank don't. 1 and 2 and pretend we to make should, up the... Well, the let's plot. watch Crank 1 and Crank 2 and then we'll talk about Crank 1 and Crank 2. Oh, yeah. we'll keep it, uh, I think it's literally called Crank 2 High Voltage or something. <laughs> I'm 90% sure. I'm not going to look it up. It doesn't mean he's got... I'm not saying that's why I think... I think he has electric powers because I think I remember seeing trailers where he was zapping people. Oh, I think he I just think. used the car battery for it, but... I don't no, because he was zapping people throughout the trailer, I think. Ah, uh, I don't know. I think that was, like, his power. I don't what, know. Maybe what's that he actor had, like, called? What's that actor Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Transporter? That, that, that's what, what else he did? Yep. It's like, it's, instead of... Are we trans- just naming Jason Statham? <laughs> instead of Transporter, it's... Tran- it is still transporter, but it's it's <laughs> it's uh, what is it called? O'Brien it's, trying yeah. to sa- save <laughs> save a like a sex slave alien for some planet. Yeah, and I love how you started that out as like instead of transporter, <laughs> it's tra- okay. Well, it's still transporter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would like that would like that would like. What other action? What other classic action movies are there that we could? There's Snatch, right? Snatch. Snatch. It's a good. uh, good I don't know if Snatch would really work. I think it needs to be like uh, you know a little more like. What about? I was watching The Nice Guys earlier. Oh, Nice Guys was it's a good movie. Nice Guys with Uh, O'Brien, Brian Gosling's. Honestly, O'Brien and Bashir would make a good The Nice Guys combo. Yeah. Which would you mean? Uh, what is he called? So there's uh, Ryan Gosling and the other guy is. Uh... Bashir would be Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Right. He's the the younger, skinnier one, and then O'Brien is big, fat Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah. That's big, 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 beefy Russell Crowe. Yeah, and he has an American yeah. accent in the movie too. Yes, have... yes, yes. We well, don't he does, get... Doesn't he do an American accent in the spy episodes? When he has the eye patch and stuff, does he, he do an accent? I think he does. I feel like he does. Maybe he does. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. know. I was just I too know. enthralled with O'Brien on the screen at the Our time. Our man Bashir. The good episode. Yeah, it's uh, he. He. Uh, they all get put in. The technically they're not flesh, right? They're just 
for no, the, yeah, they're the just their, their minds, their matter is being kept in the computer. Yeah, and the computer is reusing them for the for the for the holodeck. Yeah, for the characters in the story. That's a weird mm-hmm. episode. We we get Rom, it is, but it is we get, fun. We get Rom. That's like the genius in that episode. Yeah, for the like one of the first instances of like Rom is actually really good at stuff. Like, you and know. you get Garrick being yeah. like, "This isn't what a spy is like at all." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "What are you, fucking bozo, huh?" Yeah, Garrick. You gets, think you're a spy now because you get to fuck women? Huh? Yeah, Garrick gets all salty about it. You, know. you don't get to and then fuck it ends with women. Like, evil Cisco being like, "I'm gonna flood the planet, and we're on the mountain, so we're fine." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Garrick was yeah, like, so. "You get to fuck women and men." That's what he was. That's yes, what he was that's, implying. That's the idea of a spy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to pick. That's why it's perfect for me. You know. Well, that's uh, why he's no longer a spy because they needed him to fuck a man. But uh, unfortunately, Garrick is super straight. Yeah, they made him super straight. He got he gets mm-hmm. a young wife, very young, easily one of the biggest and saddest missed opportunities in like Star Trek. Is really leaning into Garrick's like uh, pansexuality or but, whatever. It was. But the thing is that like. You know, they would have not done that, and like they would at, this, at least the studio would be super against it. We already talked about how you know the previous episode about the first like gay characters that were supposed to be introduced in the series, and yeah. they were like, it was just like a fading mention. And that's know? why I said it's the biggest missed opportunity and saddest one because it's like it was he was perfect for it. Yeah, it would have been perfect. Yeah, he there you even, go. We'll go he, right wasn't, there. he wasn't even human, you know. Like at least you can yeah. have like that separation, right? Of, they like, didn't run into one like prominently gay race. They didn't run into like one race of aliens at all. It would have been so easy. You have a race of aliens where it's like, oh yeah, no, all of our relationships are same sex, but yeah. we we you know I don't know we still procreate or whatever mm-hmm. for the purpose of having children. But we're all still like sexually attracted to the people of our own gender or something. Yeah, uh, but could have done that. The only way the the know. studio would allow it if they went like shaped, uh, uh, shape. They went in like a shape of a human at all. They would have to be like snail people that had the, they had yeah. like no shape to them. You know, because yeah. there would be no yeah. association with like humans you know yeah and then the, mm-hmm. the studio were like yeah yeah snail people yeah that sounds perfect maybe yeah. and uh maybe it needed to be like half the half black half white thing half of their body is straight half of their body is gay <laughs> that would have been fine so it neg- so it negates right is that what you're saying <laughs> no it's just like you know they did that big racial episode where i know it's like, i know oh, but it's it's you're, like... you're black and white and they're white and black mm-hmm. and then they go to war and then they ended up destroying their whole planet yeah, you know, for, like, you know. Over something so stupid Ra- uh, as the color of their skin. Racism was uh, a lot, the studios... A hot like, topic? It was, yeah, it was a hot topic, right? You a know? hot topic. And, uh, and like, you know, sexuality was a lot more like a hush-hush sort of thing, right, at the time. Mm. Uh, going back to the Elvis thing, <laughs> one thing I kind of appreciate about this movie, and I'll admit... Uh, Austin Butler was young Elvis. Mm-hmm. Very attractive. Okay, yeah. But what was cool about the movie is that every now and then they would obviously show all the all the you know women listening to him and screaming and stuff because they fucking loved Elvis. They loved the way he gyrated. Yeah. Because like a they bird, would also, you know. So every now and then they would also also show like a guy who's who's like really giving Elvis the eyes, you know. Yeah. yeah. You're like you're like you're like that homophobic dog. You know, like, <laughs> I know what you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that's uh, yeah. that's how you. Uh, Which I appreciated. You know, they didn't shy away from it. It's like you know that that's that stuff exists. Certainly, a portion of people uh, of that era who were attracted to Elvis, but obviously, it was it was you could you couldn't you couldn't say gay. You couldn't be gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, I'm a big fan. That's how you would say. I'm a big fan. There's straight up like there's a scene where there are like three people. Two two women and a guy watching Elvis on the TV, and the two women are like giggling away at his. He's doing the "Ain't Nothing But Hound Dog" yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, performance, 
and the two women are, are, are giggling away and a guy comes over and he's like what are you watching and they're like oh it's elvis look he's so funny and then the they cut to the guy who's watching the young guy and he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's hilarious he's like he's like that dude is so horned up right now yeah. he's getting horned up right now god damn yeah, it's know, a good movie uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, i must um, i'll give it a watch at some point because i'll be traveling a bit so i'm not sure if yeah. i'll have like uh access to it as easily to to the this of the baz Luhrmann films i've seen mm-hmm. which aren't too many what else has he made He's made the. You remember Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet, the modern one. Yeah, that they the made us watch one. that in high school. Classic. I think I, we watched that in second. I like that movie. I like him. It. It's fun. I, think I mean, I'm it's just Romeo it, and Juliet well, because of that. I think that's understandable, but I like it. I don't know. Um, he made uh, uh, what's that one? Ch- uh, Chicago or whatever. Oh, I haven't watched the, like that. burlesque one. Um, no, Moulin Rouge. I mean, Moulin Rouge. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I haven't watched that. Uh, he made Australia. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that, and that was... A, I, the only thing I remember about that movie is that it's very long. I feel like I've watched it, but I can't remember anything He made it. Uh, The Get Down on Netflix. Did you ever watch that TV show? Mm, I'm not sure. About the, the birth of hip-hop? No, I have not watched that. I watched the first season of that, and it was pretty good. Interesting. I I had enough. That's what you said. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sick of it. But I don't think it got renewed after the second season. Oh, okay. Um, And now Elvis. And I gotta say, Elvis, favorite one, hands down. I'm not. What's your rating? Um, in all seriousness, probably uh, probably uh, seven out of ten amphetamines. Yeah. Seven hound dog, hound seven dog, uh, seven trapped in a cage out of. I can't go back <laughs> because I love you too much, baby. Oh um, no! Because this is the thing. At the end of the day, it's still a very schlocky movie. Yeah, you know, it's very corny, but that aspect of it really does it a lot of favors because Elvis himself feels like a very gaudy kind of schlocky figure mm-hmm. with the amount of merchandising and stuff. Now imagine in that and the amount of like yeah gospel that is involved in his like performance. You know how performative he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the 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 schlockiness of it and the gaudiness of the movie and the incredibly over the top speed racer style editing and transition and effects in the movie uh really work in its favor a lot. Yeah, and now imagine it was Vic Fontaine from DS9 ah. instead of Elvis on the, in that movie. Now it's an 8.5. Nice. Now it's an 8.5 um, um, PTSD therapy out of 10, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, real life Vic Fontaine holograms. Not holograms from the, the, the mirror universe. <laughs> They were fucking crazy for that. I watching that episode, I was pissed off, and like as soon as it ended, I it was immediately like that. So it's probably one of the best episodes ever made of Star Trek. Oh, you mean the 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 funny the final hollow the final um uh, the final uh mirror universe uh, mirror universe that's what mirror universe episode of DS Nine yeah yeah well, they're just... just like they're just completely like look the mirror universe is the dumbest shit okay yeah. We get it. Yeah. Have fun. Let's just have fun. Yeah. There's an evil Vic Fontaine, and he's real life. No, I think he was supposed to, he was good, but he was just a human in this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wasn't all Either just, way, they kill him. He saves them, and he dies yeah, Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, and Rom is questioning it constantly. Yeah, he's just like, he's the only person in the show that... universe are bad? He's just like, oh. He's the only person in the whole show that ever questions what, like, really the metrics of the mirror universe are. Yeah. It, it, Even Cisco, who goes there so many times and has sex with uh with Jedzia, he's just fine with that. So he's like, well, you know, while I'm here, I have to. Do he never it, questions know. any of it. Yeah, he has to. He's got to blend in. Yeah, I gotta. I bl- just have to have sex with this woman under gotta, false pretense. I gotta blend in with that bug. <laughs> that that's sick. Well, no, I don't think she had the Dax in her. Yeah, I'm not. Did I don't. I think so, right? I think she was just Jadzia. She was just Jadzia. I don't think there was a Dax symbiote. 
at least not in in the story. Mm-hmm. There might have been one in the universe. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I would, um, that, that's actually interesting. I would, I would have to look it up. But not going yeah. to not going to do that while recording this. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, the mirror universe is like it, I, I I I don't know. Like I never liked it as a concept in general. It's just unless they make fun I, of yeah, it. Yeah, like that's. I it. didn't like it at first, but I think the more I think about it as a as a playground for yeah. the writers yeah. as opposed to like a a, a like a good <laughs> a good bit of world building mm-hmm. i enjoy it a lot more i yeah. think i think if you're going to do a mirror universe thing you should have as much fun with it as you can yeah from a writing perspective because uh, that's why I like that comic so much, or at least the very first run of it with the TNG mirror universe because it's just like this is just so over the top with mm-hmm. how evil and buff everybody is. Scheming Bar- uh, Barclay. Sch- the ske- ske- but He's scheming, but he's also like way, way stronger and more confident than normal Barclay. Yeah, of course. Like, it's not like he's a weedy little, like, worm-tongue dude. Yeah. He's like, he's still buff and kicks the shit out of people. Like, in the third run of that, when he comes over to the or the second run of it, when he replaces the Prime Universe Barkley. Mm-hmm. No, that is the third run. On the third run. Um, he's like, he tricks everybody, and there are so many characters that are like, you know what? I'll be honest, I like Barkley now. <laughs> there are characters who are like, who want to fuck him. Like, uh, but then, but then, they find out it's not the real Barkley, and they're like, oh goddamn, I can't believe I was totally gonna bone that fake Barkley. He's not fake, he's just a different guy. He's fake in context of everybody else in that universe. Yes, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you got replaced with an evil version, I would refer to them as the fake mags. Oh. Wait, whoa, oh, would you want me to say the real mags? I don't know. If he was cool, <laughs> then yeah. Sure, <laughs> if he was cooler than you? Yeah, if he was cooler than me, then sure, you can name him Max Prime, you know? Max Prime? He what, becomes... you would... He becomes Max Prime. Yeah, he becomes Max Prime. And I move oh, and your mirror Max? slick off into the shadows. Your mirror Max, then? Yeah, I, I switch places with him because he deserves to spot better than me. You know? That's a uh, very sad. Yeah. But then I go on, like, a, pirate adventures. I go into, like, pirate oh. adventures and stuff. In the oh, okay, so you kind of almost use it as a way to fake your death. Yeah, basically, cool. yeah. He gets to, like, like oh, do cool, this, now like, I have what? no responsibility or obligation. <laughs> Whee! I just like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just t- just steal a shuttle and go and start yeah pillaging yeah yeah I just like yeah literally just start pillaging like planets that are like out of like sensor range or whatever yeah you know and they just like become a terrorist or something like that that would be a good storyline yeah that's like that would I, be a good storyline I like that that'd be a two that'd be a good two parter but the thing the ironic part is that he like ironic I don't know. But, like, then I come back and I'm cooler than him. And I gain mm. that mantle of Max Prime again. But at that point, everybody's so used to... At that point, the other Max is nicer than you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the twist of the episode is that in the end, it'd be like, oh, the Mirror Universe one is looking for Sanctuary, essentially. Yeah, and I, I he, shoot he him in the face. Hit. And I shoot him with a oh, face yeah. of a phaser. And, and you, like, tidy it up yeah. really nice. They don't have to commit to any specific ideology there because he just gets murdered. So yeah, I, 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 he like blows up and a bunch of bugs fly out of him. Turns out, oh no, it was actually the bugs. It wasn't Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the bugs. It was the bugs. <laughs> it was the bugs. When you when you <laughs> when you don't have answer for anything, you just it's always the bugs. It was the bugs. <laughs> the Robert Downey Jr. like hand on chest image. Yeah. <laughs> It just says it was the bugs next to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that's that. why. Maybe that's why I like the uh, you know the episode where um, where Tucker teaches the the alien how to read. Oh yeah, in Enter- in Enterprise. Maybe that's why I like it so much because it's almost addressing the fact that it's like. That like that they don't commit to anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they just kind of like. They just kind of like do stuff and then fuck leave. off. Yeah, 
Tucker is like, we can just, you know, give her asylum, take her with us. Barcher is like, no, we can't. We need to be, we can't interfere with anything. Yeah. We, don't they like the scientists and then she kills that, <laughs> no, it's like, cause the scientists that own this third, third individual. Yeah. She, they they have something right. They have like a technology. They have a thing. Right? They have a thing. They, they have a, like the, the the enterprise wants, and that's yeah. why they don't want to do it because they have like this entire thing of like you know they won't give they us the hurt thing that relationship. Yeah, they won't give us the we thing. We need the thing. The thing is more important than that. It's life. <laughs> oh no. And hey, guess what, Tucker? It just killed itself. So good go- Good job, buddy. Good job. Good but- going. I was thinking about the idea of... Uh... It, it read Atlas Shrugged, and then it killed itself. <laughs> it's like, people really believe this bullshit. <laughs> and then they just like... Uh, I was thinking about drugs. That's what I was thinking about. Now that we talk about amphetamines, I guess. Okay. At the right. beginning of well, that. drugs in the Star Trek just, universe? Yeah, just the idea of like drugs is this existing in the Star Trek universe. And like how it's never... It's, like, kind of mentioned, but not really. Because, like, there would absolutely be, like, recreational drugs. Well, you have the you have the drug PSA at the, in the first yeah, season you of have TNT. To... You have Tasha Yar being like, well, you know, Wesley, some people use drugs because their home lives are so bad that they can't do anything else. Yeah. And they need it just to get by. You have to, yeah. And, so and... check your privilege, Wesley. <laughs> Yes, I. Was... I mean that is kind of the ending of it. Is that Wesley is being a little shit? He's like, if I, God, if I were them, I just wouldn't do the drugs. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so simple and easy and straightforward. You just don't do them. Yeah, but I'm thinking like in terms of like not drugs as in like a phage on yeah. a society. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. about like recreational use of drugs, right? You know? Here's the way I see it. Here's the way I see we it. We got the cone game, they... which could be thinking... Yeah, the cone game, which was like drugs. It was like drugs. Here's the way I see it. Obviously, they can't show drugs because of the whole, because of the ratings and stuff. Yeah. You know? But let's say, hypothetically, they've always been able to show drugs. Um, end of the Limitless movie drugs. <laughs> that's all. Honestly, that's all of them. I think they've probably just synthesized, you know, cocaine mm-hmm. with no downsides. Yeah. It's just like you can just get it from a replicator, do it, have fun. There's no downside to it because they've just limitless drugged it. Where it's like, oh yeah, we're just so smart that we made it, so there's no downside yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, for like, that's the thing. It's just like it's never get mentioned. None of that. Like, it would definitely be like a huge part of the society. It would be a thing, but I think it's I think it's tricky to be because it's like you. First of all, if you show the drug use, because they have alcohol, they have synthahol and stuff like that. They have fucking uh, Romulan ale and shit. But it's like for the sake of argument, the alcohol is not a drug. You know, (laughs) like I get obviously objectively it is a drug, but in the way that it is used in media and shown in media, it isn't a drug. That'd be pretty funny if Riker like walked in onto a bridge with like a six pack. And like crack the beer, <laughs> beer. Yeah. just like just pull oh. one out, crack it, foam coming out. Yeah, uh, it feels chugs so... it, I really can't crushes start, it in his uh, hand, throws really... it, whips it on the ground of the holodeck. I really can't start a you know day on a bridge without a cold one in me. You know, it's like Riker, that's not good. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you gotta do an intervention, intervention making me very Riker. uncomfortable, Riker. Yeah. <laughs> You're uncomfortable. I can control this. I can. I can stop whenever I want. <laughs> Watch me. And he like tries to like drop the can into a bin, but he can't. He's shaking. Yeah, he just can't let go of it. Can't let go. He needs it. And then Diana goes like, "Oh no, it's just the time period when my 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 power my my uh, my my ability to read emotions got has got." Got, 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 it's not there anymore. So I can't help you, Riker. I can't help you. <laughs> There's some contrived thing at the beginning of the episode that stops Deanna from having empathy <laughs> at all. They're like, oh, all every 17 years, all beta zoids uh, lose their powers for no reason. Yeah, for 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 three days exactly. <laughs> and who would have thought that that's the three days in which Riker is. Infested by a alcoholic parasite. Alcoholic parasite. He's a, a, yeah. a Picard. Is like 
Diana, I Diana. really need you to do an intervention on Riker. And Diana's I'm like, sorry. I don't care. She's like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm disabled. <laughs> and she then does she, that whole speech again. Yeah. And, and Picard gets so pissed off. He got so fucking annoyed in that episode. Oh, it's so <laughs> funny. So fucking You're still a trained... trained Canceler Diana. <laughs> yeah, you're literally just a psychiatrist. Like, you don't need the empathy. You fucking moron. Oh, it was, it was, I need to resign. I need to resign right <laughs> now. I have to. But yeah. <laughs> alcoholic Riker. I like alcoholic. I feel like Riker would because he loves jazz so much. I don't think he'd be an alcoholic. I think he'd I think he'd just smoke a lot of pot. Yeah, smoke a lot of pot. I think uh, he'd be into into the old uh, Mary Jane if you catch my drift. Yeah, but he the ganja. <laughs> you have it vaped. You vape the ganja. <laughs> no, 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 no. He rolls it. He, he rolls, rolls it straight. I don't think he'd. Vape. You know how he loves he loves jazz. You can always f- find where Riker is by following the like drops of weed, like little by the smell of skunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Alright, what drugs are they all doing, okay? Riker, weed. Deanna? Mm. I don't know. She wouldn't do drugs, because she's a cancellor, right? Yeah, she probably... Well, what about Crusher, then? Crusher? She's like... Crusher's like sneaking morphine. Oh my god, sneaking morphine. Yeah. I like this. She's she's doing it because she's like, I like the side effects. Yeah, I'm actually. I like how horrible it's. I I ho- I like. I love how horrible I feel like after I stop taking it for a while. Picard, Molly, <laughs> loves MDMA. Yeah, that's pretty uh-huh. cool. The uh, mm. uh, what would would like uh, Worf be on like steroids or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Roided yeah. out, especially after. Especially after the barrel incident. <laughs> the, my back hurts so much. I don't do steroids. I have to do steroids. I need to become stronger so I can't be killed by a barrel. <laughs> my back muscles need to get tougher. <laughs> I don't care what it does to my penis. <laughs> or my balls. No, it's the penis. The penis gets bigger. The balls shrink because you don't need the testosterone. I thought the penis gets smaller as well. No, I think so. I think that's I'm just pretty like... sure that all of your genitals just get smaller. No, but like penis is just like a flesh thing right it's a muscle right it's like a a, a thing like your, your uh, testicles get smaller because you don't need testosterone like so you, you just, they just it. shrivel up i'm googling it okay i'm because that's what i always thought and i'm not saying you i'm not saying i think you're wrong but it's just it, it's at odds with what are you doubting the size of my of, of my knowledge of my of how steroids Steroids, do things to your penis. Steroids and penis size relationship. Yes. Like Dr. Ellis, MD Facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. Yes. Everyone wants to know what will happen when they start using steroids. You must have heard several times that steroid uses, use shrinks the penis size. Some people believe that steroids reduce ball size rather than penis. Let's discuss and clear the misconception. Okay. Many bodybuilders and weightlifters are concerned about the steroids impact on penis as penis size matters a lot to every male. <laughs> okay, it <laughs> okay. does. But the fact is, steroid doesn't exert any impact on penis size. If the person who are using it have normal levels of hormone, then steroid use doesn't impact the penis. Okay, told you. The penis stays the same. How to... What the fuck? How to enhance the penis size. No! <laughs> if you're using steroids to enhance the size of your penis, then you won't be able to achieve it through steroids. The best way to enhance the size of penis is through penile enlargement surgery or penis enlargement. Oh my god. It gives you the most promising and enduring <laughs> results. Imagine... Thank you, fuck <laughs> <Thank you, laughs> The only one... Is he like a fucking plastic surgeon? Like what? Like I the most know. biased person that you can ask about how to... Get your penis bigger. Dr. L. Ha- D- okay, I've gone to the homepage. Okay, this website is all about penis enlargement. Oh my god, you should be doing I've this in incognito. Penis enlargement. With like a VPN on right now. Other procedures that he's got before and after. So I just clicked on the homepage and the very first thing is yeah. have a small penis or a buried penis. Dr. <laughs> Ellis can help. 
He's a penis specialist. He's a penis... Penis... Ma- maestro, Ma- maestro, 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 my a, a a penis maestro, penis maestro, yeah, he's a, a, ma- a maestro of the cock. He's a penis artiste. Hmm. He, he's a conductor of the phallus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what. Do you he's... think it's easy to get penis enlargement surgery in Star Trek? Absolutely, gotta be right. It has to be, be like a pill that you take, ever. or like they inject you. They do hyperspray on your penis, and then it just it, <laughs> it's just inflates. <laughs> no, All right, we're getting into a little fetish category. I know, I know what they do. Everybody's yeah. got really tiny penises. Everybody, it's they did like okay. in genetic wars. They realized penis gets in the way constantly, so they shrunk it down, okay. but they have medicine, they have an injection, hyperspray injection, they hyperspray inject the penis, grows to whatever size you want, depending on the dose. Yeah, or or they've genetically engineered every human to be growers and not showers. Yeah, exactly. You know? that's a, that's it's just simpler. like, look, every, every single person, they've made it so that instead of being like, well, it's supposed to be like a third of the size or something, right? Mm-hmm, or something, I, I don't know. Instead of that, now when you're flaccid, it's like an eighth of the size. Yeah, three times hard. It's, it's so small, but then when you need it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just whoop. Just it just whoop. like it just like it's crazy. Yeah, that's why there's no urinals anywhere in the mm-hmm. in the entirety of Star Trek because you know you, exactly. everybody has to sit down now when you're mm-hmm. unless you mm-hmm. you you got you're erect then you're fine but like. It's the penis so you know tiny. I'm saying that it's a it's another thing where it's like we've never seen a toilet in Star Trek. <laughs> we have never seen a urinal, have we? Yeah, that's why I said that's what it's, yeah. It's no, no, it's just I was thinking about it. Yeah. You see, after you said it, I started thinking about it. You started thinking about so, urinals. You know I well, I started thinking about how how they went on. <laughs> Holodeck computer urinal. Computer simulate old world urinal. I'd like to try this. Yeah, you realize oh, you can't do it's it. So it's freeing. His penis so small. He has to get a little chub on first. Yeah, but like let's stop talking about penises and <laughs> Doctor What. Doctor, it's so easy, Doctor Crusher, Doctor Doctor Ellis. What? Doctor Ellis, Doctor Ellis Crusher. If they put Doctor Ellis on the Star Trek show, <laughs> nice. the new one. He's the new Doctor. Um, oh yeah, we're talking about drugs. Data comes up um, to him, asks him, uh, "Doctor, what would you say a perfect penis looks like?" And you know. Gets a perfect penis yeah. from the doctor. Speaking of data, data smokes meth because <laughs> he's so white. And he's got those meth teeth too. Sure. No, I, I just feel like because he would do the hardest one because I don't think any of them would have any effect on him. I feel like he wouldn't do like actual chemical drugs. He would just like uh, put like take a fork and put it in like an outlet, and he would just <laughs> <laughs> that's drugs for data. He puts a fork in an outlet. <laughs> Ah, it's the stuff. <laughs> and depending like on fucking, like... Like fucking Dougie from... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what he does. And like, yeah. that's the thing. He like, he can test it out. Like, you know, different places have different flavored electricity and, you know, <laughs> he can test them out. He's when like, nobody's... Well, when they go down to a new planet and nobody's watching, he pulls out his special fork special from his trousers. Fork. And he's like, he quickly gives, a, gives whatever electricity power source they have a poke. He's like, mm, mm, <laughs> this one's uh, a good one. <laughs> I was like, chicken, yeah. chicken. This one. He's got like a fucking like. It's like a you know that scene from Pulp Fiction where he's opening up his like heroin like take like his little heroin uh-huh. kit. That's what Data yeah. does. He just like opens up this leather thing. It's like a one <laughs> fork with like those like the the two middle forks bent out, yeah. bent in. It's bent. a little. It's a little. Uh, a little singed. Yeah, yeah. He's just like... from countless uses <laughs> and countless different levels of wattage and stuff. It's a little bit yeah. melted and so like it's like yeah. it's like you know when the metal gets really hot and it's got that like rainbow finish because like mm-hmm. yeah that's where it's got that that's the entire like 
fork. That's what it looks like. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's that's Data's drugs. Yeah, Data's drugs, and like um, um, Geordi doesn't do drugs. <laughs> he can't see him. Wesley is on Ritalin. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he can't wait. <laughs> I kind of glossed over it. After I, did you say that the reason why uh, the Forge doesn't do drugs is because he can't see them? Yes. He went, can't see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you what know I what? Mean. Yeah, I can't believe I glossed over. That. Yeah. yeah, you know that's that's uh-huh. what it is. Like I think that mm-hmm. actually, uh, I think Picard would do like DMT. Because you already experienced yeah. death through that second life he got from that <laughs> oh, anomaly, yeah, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. And he true. just wants to relive that. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah, me back yeah. to my, <laughs> my family. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> I want to go back in. Yeah. Yeah, but that I want to play the flute again. <laughs> <laughs> like I did last summer. You know. But it's a good episode. It's a good episode. Good classic. It is a classic. It is one of the, like, Top top episodes of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. What are the top top episodes of Star Trek? Either? Like uh, um, the Gorn episode. <laughs> yes, it's a top top episode. Yeah, of course we got the. I I really like. Uh, like actually, that's just like a kind of like it's two episodes, right? It's Nog's recovery from PTSD is really good. Yeah. Like I love uh, that. Like uh, it's such a such a Cisco's, like powerful uh, episode. And Cisco's like, Chicago sci-fi adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like. Uh, that's just like amazing. Like that's a, a tippy top episode. Yeah. Um, uh, what uh, doctor has to murder his daughter? Yeah. In Voyager. That's, that is a rough one. Top tip. That's a that's a that's a very few moment in Star Trek where I've actually been like it's kind of crying. Yeah. It's like Jesus. Fuck like the, the the this is abysmally sad. It's so funny because like. All of the performances as the doctor and just some random actors that they had just for this episode, you know, Crazy. Uh, like his sons he knew how to, to get like the best playing on music the, uh, and shit. Yeah, <laughs> God damn. Yeah, it's a it's what a good episode. That's episode. A, that's a good. Jesus one. Christ! What uh, TNG? What sort of TNG ones are? Uh, the Free Lights, of course, is a good one. There are four lights. There are four lights. There are four lights. What else? What else? What else, Ben? What's... I mean, a personal one for us would be Gold the Cat Cult. Oh yeah, Gold the Cat Cult is of course. I don't think that's an. Ob- I don't think that's an objectively tippy top episode, mm-hmm. but I think for the both of us, it's easily top five. Yeah, ever. Uh, there's the one uh, DS9 episode, the one where the guy pretends to be. Uh, like Mendela, basically, oh, that, uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, he pretends to be the guy so that he can be a a martyr for Bajor, essentially. Yeah, yeah, so he can finally like so the Cardassian force... people be punished, right? Yeah, like, he, well, what... he wants to he wants to make it so that uh now if he gets executed by Bajor, then it hold then it. Proves that all other Cardassians should be held accountable. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that like at least some justice will be served mm. in some way. You know, good performance. Yeah, it's a great performance. This is a real turning point for DS Nine. Yeah, because overall, it's I mean, like with most Star Trek, weak first season. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's but just like a. That's the just... real turning point where it's like, oh, I, sh- I should definitely keep watching this show. Yeah, uh, we have the. <laughs> Uh, no, it. I kind of like the entire arc of like. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's over just a single episode. I don't remember. It's the Odo like training to become like to ask Gear out sort of thing. I think that's, that's a, a nice sweet. episode. It's a sweet I like it, episode. but I don't think it's a tippy top. No, 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 like it isn't. It. But it's like I feel like but... it's like a emotionally kind of a full episode in terms of just like oh, this is nice, you know. So sort of yeah, thing. trials and tribulations is a tippy top. Yeah, tippy top. Exactly. That's a that's a love letter. That's one of those love letter to the fans type. Yeah, but it's just like a great episode, and the effects are good as well. Yeah, it's funny. Them, great writing. The 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 way they actually included them in all the scenes is just like mm-hmm. seamless basically looks good for the time yeah especially for like a tv show as well yeah did a good job i like this suit up like uh, they do like a su- su- suiting suiting up bit where they yep. put on like the old uniforms and stuff yeah 
And mm-hmm. yeah, they put take the old like tricorders that are like on a sling, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Dance in the dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Yeah. I think the episode's called In the Pale Moonlight or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one too. Um where where they where they <laughs> they make the really bad fake hologram and then uh and then the Romulans are like Oh, this is very obviously fake. We're leaving now, and then they blow up the ship. Yeah, yeah, it's... and it's like, well, and so they'll recover it, and any inconsistencies they will just chalk up to being in an explosion. <laughs> yeah, because Garrick is like, he it's was a good like, plan. I just it's a really lo- good plan. It's a really good plan, and I love that Garrick had that plan in his head throughout the entire. Was, thing. He, that was the that was the real plan. That was the Cisco real plan. Out. It was like it was literally because never about Cisco, trying to trick them because he was he was the devil. He was and, the devil. And Cisco was dancing with him in the pale moonlight. Yeah, that the, the, the couldn't trust him. But but at the end of the episode, he's like, "And I'd do it again. And I'll do it again. And and, and uh, I would do it all over again." Another cool episode of Garak is the one where his pain inhibitor. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Starts, that's a good performance from Garak. Yes, we're that, just talking about Dia. We have. I think we mentioned one TNG episode, <laughs> one Voyager episode, and non-stop DS9 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I it is, you know. I wonder why. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the pain inhibitor episode. I have another one that we kind of just like is the one where Kira's, uh, Kira's um, what was he called? The Vedic? Remember? The Vedic. Vedic. Yeah. The one oh, that, that episode's was, so funny. It, it, it's so funny, but it's That's like... so funny. The whole episode, Kira's up. like, hey, we should probably stop fucking... Uh, destroying his brain so that you no, can no, do your Kira. job. No, no, it's not Kira. It's Cisco. Not Kira. And uh, Cisco yeah. and Kira doesn't want him to die, you know. But then oh right, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the 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 priestess, the the I, mm-hmm. I I forget what she's called, but she's like a big asshole too. Like at the end of the series, she's yeah. helping uh Golden Cat out with like yeah. all his evil schemes. Uh, mm. But she's Both like, Karen we need him to problems. stay awake so he can yeah. help us in the negotiations. <laughs> so the he negotiations. can help me do my job. I, so he can do my job for me. Yeah, and they like. And then when it's finally completely done, she's like, "No, no, Kira, we have to let him go." <laughs> yeah, now. it's so fucked. We did. It's a. It's a. We have to let him go. Yeah, and like the idea of him, like they, they, like the because, like you know, Bashir is like you know, like this is. Like we are torturing him, basically. You know? Yeah, this is literally the most unethical thing we could ever possibly be doing. Yeah, and he's like, at the end, she, he, like the last like procedure, like like the only procedure they can do is like, oh, we need to replace a bit of his brain with like a synthetic brain, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like when he wakes up, he's like, my hat, my arms feel strange, like they're there, but. They're not mine, you know. It's just like yeah. it's like, what the fuck did you do to him? Fucked up and broken. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then they just got to kill him. And then he dies, and and then, and then they just got to kill him. And then it's like, yeah, at this point, it's more merciful. So we just, you know, end it. <laughs> yeah. Just cut it. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's one thing I think. Going back to the pale moonlight quickly, mm-hmm. I was thinking. I think that's one episode. I think it would be interesting to see the consequences of. Would you mean like someone finding I, out that well, Cisco did this? Like you mean that somehow? Thing? Yeah, just because I feel like that's the sense I was getting from the end of the episode is that it's like, oh, this is going to come back, mm-hmm. and maybe it would have if they had more episodes. But um, but the it it just kind it's a good episode in its own. But I always felt like there needs to be like a you know, like somebody needs to find out about it, whether it be the Romulans or Starfleet or something. Somebody larger than Cisco needs to find out about this and there needs to be some sort of mm-hmm. repercussions, I guess. Just explore that, you know. It feels like a really good lead. Yeah, but that would explore be explore something like that'll that. That would be after Cisco uh like comes back from as a fucking god. Yeah. And the guy comes yeah. up to him, it's like some sleazy like alien from like that we never seen before. He's like, Hey Cisco, I know that you you basically did a war crime, you know. You you basically like did a bunch of like shady shit and then Cisco waves his hand like Doctor Manhattan and atomizes him into nothingness. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think this. Would and be then, a good and then he says, "I would do it again." At the end, of the <laughs> do it again. I feel like that could be a good and interesting return to DS Nine, even if you don't have Avery Brooks there. Yeah. If it were just like, 
if you just had like Jake and 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 Co dealing with the like accusations against Cisco. Mm-hmm. Considering he obviously ends DS Nine being the hero of of the universe. Yeah. And then to have it, you know, to return and be like, oh, he actually did this huge, huge war crime. Yeah. He's... For the for the great, you know, the real, like, ends justify the means for the greater good type thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But either way, it was a huge, huge deal. Yeah. It would be an interesting thing to explore. Yeah. I, I like... It'd be a good, like, two-part uh, DS9 reunion. I feel like DS9 explores that angle of, like, uh... It does that quite a bit. There's multiple instances of it throughout the series of uh, humanity. Mm. It like the darker side of humanity, like humans yeah, comes yeah, out. Definitely. Well, that was the show's whole yeah, MO, exactly. wasn't it? It's like yeah. TNG and and the original series were these glossy, like look how great the future is. But DS9's whole MO was like we need to also show that, like you know, there's the, it's literally impossible to have like a perfect society. Yeah, it's like it, it's, it's, not, it's it's not doable. It's dark space nine. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, like we have that one with like Cisco with, uh, in the film. We have the entire like uh, when Nog, you know, the episodes where Nog loses his legs. You see like yeah. the actual Federation people, like the soldiers, mm-hmm. and they're like tribalists like they become like the space marines from like the alien like you know they start like taking uh you know like taking uh trophies and stuff like that you know like uh it 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 it, it, they start like devolving into their like in the like high stress situations like humans that to kind of go back to go going back to their like roots you know and uh i kind of like that i like that like I do too. and I like Good. it. it DS Nine did it also did show us how like war looked, you know, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that like we actually yeah. it wasn't just like oh, uh, just like a encounter in space, you know, just a one mm-hmm. singular you know uh, battle somewhere. No, you know we see we get to see the Jake episode where he becomes like a journalist for the first time basically you know like mm-hmm. a war journal correspondent you know and we get to yeah. see him like experience the front lines and like and stuff like that and we get to see that one with like the nog uh, n- uh with uh, 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 with nog and cisco everybody's there basically isn't there like Nin, cisco nog yeah, yeah. and bashir mm-hmm. is there i think bashir is mm-hmm. there i think nah, i don't remember but like jadzia is there you know like it's in uh, uh, we get to experience like I don't think Jadzia is there. I don't think anybody who's of Starfleet is there. Hmm. On Deep Space Nine still. I Once think... it's taken by like Wayun and stuff. Hmm. I don't know. It's they're not, no, because it's like No, uh, I'm talking about everybody the... who's Starfleet. I'm talking leaves. about uh the the planet with it on the planet. Uh when they're fighting. Oh, I thought the... you meant when I thought you meant when yeah, okay. I thought you meant when still when Jake was the war correspondent. No, because he was a war correspondent on that frontline planet. You know, when he was he he did the Oh right, you're still talking about that. Okay, okay. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, also yeah. in the right. he was in the hospital and stuff, like the field hospital. Mm-hmm. And he like got to experience mm-hmm. like what it looked like, like the actual front lines looked like and how yeah. you know, it it's fucked up. It's people die constantly, you know, and People get ripped to shreds because of the technology that, like, all these races are using are super effective at killing, you know, living things, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, it, I, I really like that. And I feel like we don't really get to see that in any of these series. Like, not even like Enterprise or anything like that. Cause, like, remember, the only instance of it I can see is, I remember from Enterprise is that, extremely stupid episode where they find like that camp where the Klingons are like oh this is ours you know you need to give us like tribute and stuff it was kind of a bit of a seven samurai yeah they have like a seven samurai episode but it's like the most awkward like wasn't great I mean you have the whole Zindi war yeah yeah but but it was just them right it was just them yeah it wasn't a war of like Federation versus, you know, and there's like right, ships, right. you know, yeah. and this planet, this combat happening on like a new planet. No, it's just like it. It, it seemed they were more, more like insurgents. Almost. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. They were just flying around in that bad area of space. Yeah, 
Like Zindi was just Zindi was just making the weapon of mass destructions. The 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 you know mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. and Archer was there to stop them, and that's it. That was like literally just Yay. the two two people that like the two people too. Thank you, Archer, for saving us from uh, the biggest nine eleven ever. Yeah, no, he he saved nine eleven. We already established that from that. A montage at the end of season three or no, something. No, but the Zindi thing, the the Zindi threat made nine eleven look like uh, baby's day out. <laughs> like a like a uh, uh, like a baby's day out. Jesus, I don't, I don't, I I still like that image of that dude over the fucking like Bin Laden and two twin tires is yeah burned into awesome. my retinas. That's funny. I like that the Zindi just had a ball that like shot a giant laser into the earth. Yeah, and it, made a it, giant chasm across Florida. Yeah, it was it, funny. It had no like, like it didn't do anything cool, right? It didn't do like oh, it like no, dropped. it just appeared, fired a giant laser beam, and then blew up. Yeah, it just dropped like a small black hole or something to suck up. Like it's nothing that. It's just, oh, it was just mm-hmm. giant laser, you know. That's it. Just a big laser, and then it goes. And then we'll do another one at some point in the future. Yeah, we need to make a bigger one. That's what they were like. Mm-hmm. We're going to need a bigger uh, weapon of mass destruction. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the end of our episode. Yeah, that's the end. Thanks for listening. Um, email us. Check out, yeah, email us, deadensons at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on Twitter. And then, uh, you know, uh, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to on. Yeah. And leave a rating a, and you, a rating if, if possible. If possible. Yeah. If you uh, if you if you if you're really living a low rating, then don't leave a rating. But if you're living a high rating, yes. then only high ratings. Only please. Ratings, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm caught in a trap. Bye. I can't get out because I love you too much, baby. It's shorted out, sir. We're gonna have to phaser it. Then what are you waiting for? Right away, sir. Faster would be better than... I can't, sir. We don't want to... That's enough. But, sir... Stand aside, Carlton. I'm going through. You're alive. Good.